0: hello on the sidelines fans i'm your host as always cameron Capobianco, and joining me today i'm so pleased and honored to have this man on it is marvin o'kello from the halifax wanderers marvin welcome to the show and thank you fo- so much for joining me
1: thanks cameron uh, happy to be here thanks for the invite
0: so before we get into where you are right now currently with the halifax wanderers why don't we just start off with what do you do right now with the team like give us a little job description
1: yeah, so my, my job description has evolved a lot over the years, but I've landed on this year um, being the Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Accessibility Manager, and I'm also the um, Manager of Member Services for the club.
0: Right, okay, and let's get more into that a little bit later, but first, I want to ask you, I always ask my guests this, what made you fall in love with the game of soccer or football?
1: Well, I fell in love with the game of football, as as how I grew up calling it, because I grew up in uh, in Kenya and East Africa. Um, because it was my happy place. It was what got me not to think about all the the things that were happening around me, and and in Kenya, and in, in a country that was filled with all sorts of turmoil and other things. Um, when I had the ball on my feet, none of it mattered. I I was it was just me and. And the touches and the goals and and even though I wasn't even playing with like a, you know, a nice Adidas or Nike ball, we were playing with balls that were made out of, you know, plastic bags that were rolled into each other and tied with with elastic. Um, I was I was happiest when I had the ball at my feet.
0: And were there any players maybe growing up that you would say you grew up idolizing? And if so,
1: who were those players? Oh, 100%. My friends call me Marvino um, because one of my favorite players as a kid growing up was Ronaldinho. Um, Henri and Ronaldinho were the two players who really made me fall in love with the game and made me want to be a creative player. Um, So, like my Instagram handle says, Marvino91011. I can play any of those three positions um, because of those two guys, Ronaldinho and Henri were just amazing to watch. I'm a huge Arsenal fan first and Barcelona second. And those guys are the epitome of those two clubs. So those would be the two guys. And you mentioned, too, your two
0: favorite teams right there, Arsenal and Barcelona. I guess you were a big fan of that invincible year back in, uh back in, I believe, 04 was with Thierry Henry and uh that Arsenal squad from uh from, uh from that Premier League.
1: Amazing run. It really was. And that year is... Um, what really solidified kind of my love for those clubs, um, Arsenal, especially going Invincibles. I liked them before that, but to me, it kind of just solidified that they were one of the best teams in the world and that everyone should love them. And I guess everyone got to see what, uh, what Arsene Wenger was capable of because I moved to Canada the same year that Arsene Wenger um, took over Arsenal and I have my birthday is like a few days difference from Mesut from, uh, Ozil. So there's a lot of synergies with me in Arsenal.
0: <laughs> That's awesome to hear. But my next question for you is You, when you used to play soccer, um, when you went to a tr- transition, excuse me, as a player to a coach at the Bedford Titans Soccer Club, did you find any maybe challenges on that move about going from a player to a coaching role on the sidelines?
1: Definitely. And I actually talk about it in depth in um, one of my episodes on Together for Change podcast that I run for the Wanders with Mallory McDonald, where one of the first teams I coach was actually a girls' team. And it was tough for me going from a player who. You know, when you're playing, you just you just focus on what you're doing, being on the right place on the field, contributing, covering, you know, on offense, defense, and now having to be a coach and having to see where everybody um, on the field is doing it any individual time and how one person being, you know, out of position affects the next person and having to see things at a high level, but then also dealing with the non-sporting issues of things. So, like, you know, coaching girls, you have, you know, girls talking about – you know, periods and things that just aren't in relation to the game that really threw me off. And I wasn't as mature as I probably needed to be at that time to coach girls. So I actually ended up stepping down um, and recommending they hire a female for that team. <laughs> because for me, as like an eight 18-year-old year at the time, it was, uh, it was a tough job. And I mean, I learned through the experience and it's got me to the position where I am now as the diversity uh, manager, but it definitely was a tough experience. Um, my first time transitioning from playing to coaching.
0: And so with the game evolving throughout these many years that the game of soccer football has been around, do any of the kids nowadays try and as people like to say, school you in uh, new moves and uh, that come out with uh, the game?
1: Oh, of course. Of course. Um, That's, that's one of the beauties of of football is that it's always evolving and changing. And um, I have nephews um, and nieces who play soccer. So they're always trying to one up me and, and I try to, be in touch with the, the kids who are in university and whatnot right now. Cause I still play in the men's league here um, with, with the local team suburban. So I see those university and high school kids who are trying to do the latest tricks that Neymar and whatever are doing. And I honestly, I try to keep up with them because I, um, I enjoy those, those dangles and, and uh, those tricks and flicks. So I, I can still do a lot of them. And if my friends send me the videos, I'll usually spend a couple hours in the field, trying to, trying to learn them. So I'm not out of touch.
0: And why don't we now get into how you got to where you are today at Halifax Wanderers FC for the diversity, equity and inclusion manager. Why don't you start us off with how did you get the job? First of all, not the job of diversity, equity, inclusion manager, but how did you get the job in general working with the Halifax Wanderers?
1: So I've been um, involved in the soccer community since um, since we, we moved here when I was 11 years old from Fredericton to Nova Scotia and um so i played for scotia was the was the team initially which evolved to what's now suburban um i played on the provincial team under 14 15 16 i played candy games um i was coached by steve hart for a number of sessions during our candy games team who is now the wanderers head coach um, after that i played in the men's league uh, dartmouth united with a co-worker named jamie mcginnis who was initially our VP of marketing and sales. um, And he actually brought me on as a brand ambassador initially, knowing that I'm good with kids and just with the soccer community. So I was invited to be a brand ambassador for our launch in 2018 at the convention center in Halifax. And then after that, got involved in some ticket sales on just a contract basis, just kind of converting people from those $50 deposits and season tickets. And I put up some, some solid numbers with, uh, with my sales. And I was offered a full-time position as a ticket sales manager in 2019. And, and then got uh, involved into where I am now. And what,
0: let me, eh, I, I can talk right there for one second. I just want to, I just to try and figure this out. Um, you know, with working for Halifax Wanderers, you mentioned that you were, like you said, as a coach and currently where you are, you like working with kids and that stuff. Was there anything that you guys specifically did and maybe with like pro clubs doing it, like maybe events and stuff for kids to like enjoy and get to know maybe the wanderers and that stuff.
1: Yeah, definitely. So we have a Rover tournament every summer. Um, COVID unfortunately didn't allow us to have it last two summers um 2020 2021 then in 2019 we had the rover 4v4 tournament which allows our players to act as um refs and and, and coaches and and also kind of just involved with the the players who were in the tournament which are all ages and all skill levels um so that is uh, something that we as a club value in both, not just the staff getting to meet the kids in the community, but also our players getting to understand that there is an opportunity to continue being involved in the game once their career ends um, by transitioning into coaches and getting on that side of, uh, of the sport. And
0: Marvin, I know it's kind of fast, but this is my last question for you. Um, I always ask my guests, it's always at the end of every interview. What are some pieces of advice you can give to young kids who maybe want to follow in your footsteps? Because not a lot of kids want to play soccer, but they still want to get involved in a way with um, with a club like Halifax or York or Pacific. Like I'm just naming off CPL teams or even Toronto FC. So what are some pieces of advice maybe you could give to younger kids, maybe younger adults who are looking to get into this workplace and work for maybe a CPL team?
1: Well, there's, there's many avenues for, for being involved in sports teams. You know, this week, we actually just hired somebody um, to, on our retail side. We have people we've hired on sponsorships. We have co-op students who we have every year. Um, it really comes down to work ethic, you know, and, and that's something that we value in anybody that is involved with us from a volunteer level, from a working level. It's just work ethic. Um, work ethic will get you very far in life if you show that you're a hard worker you're a dedicated worker and you're an inclusive worker in terms of you're collaborating with your coworkers, male female all ages and you're willing to work with them with their different um, skill levels for technology whatever it may be Um, because the younger generation is obviously really good with technology and some of the older generation isn't so if you can be one of those people who shows people in the office how to bridge that gap um, of knowledge of technology and just understanding and patience. Um, That is really how you get a job with any organization, be it CPL, MLS, um, sports world or not is work ethic. And uh, that's something that has gotten me far, um, got me in the foot of the door with the wanders, but it's, it's gotten me moving up because of my work ethic. So that'll take you far work ethic.
0: Absolutely. Well, Marvin, I know it was short, but I want to say I did enjoy this interview and thank you so much for joining me. I really enjoyed talking with you on this episode of On the Sidelines and hopefully we can have you on again in the future.
1: Definitely. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the podcast talking about uh, soccer and getting people to be more aware of the opportunities. And uh, thanks for having me and hopefully again soon. Guys, Marvin O'Kello of the Halifax Wanderers. I'm Cameron Capobianco and
0: we'll catch you in the next episode.